Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So um, one of the things that I appreciate most about my role here at Brightline Eating and the life that I get to live now doing this Brightline Eating thing is that I occasionally get to meet some extraordinary people. And I was in Dallas two months ago and I met this guy named Scott Harrison. And meeting Scott Harrison changed my life. Um, first of all, Scott Harrison has a story that's really similar to mine in a lot of ways, which you'll see because I'm going to show you a video here of Scott Harrison uh, in a second. And um, yeah, I'm sure you'll pick up on the parallels. Um, but what Scott Harrison has gone on to do with his life um, has just touched me at a really deep level. And I was sitting in a room full of amazing people watching this video that he'd put together and I just wept openly and I looked around and everybody around me was weeping and the video moved me so much that for this week's vlog I wanted to show it to you so tune in my name is Scott Harrison <laughs> just listen this is my wife my son and my one on the way. I lead an organization called Charity Water, and our mission is to bring clean water to everyone on the planet. I live in New York City now, but I didn't always. I grew up in suburbia, and this was my house. My dad was a businessman, and my mom was a writer. They loved each other, and they loved me. We were a happy family, until we weren't. When I was four years old, my mom collapsed on the bedroom floor. We'd just moved into a new house, and our house had a carbon monoxide gas leak, but none of us knew it until then. She didn't die that day, but her immune system did. She became allergic to everything. Perfume, the ink from books, radio waves. She wore strange masks all the time and was often connected to oxygen. The toxic gas destroyed her immune system, and in a way, my childhood too. After the poisoning, our roles reversed, and I began to take care of her. As the only child, I had to be a good one. I learned to cook, do laundry, and take care of the house. I was a good Christian kid who played piano in church and wanted to be a doctor when I grew up to help sick people like her. Until I turned 18. Music was my escape, so I joined a band and moved to New York. Um, right about the time when the band broke up, I got involved in um, producing these like live music shows in the city. I realized that you could actually get paid in New York City to drink alcohol for free. This job was called a nightclub promoter. So you just had to get beautiful people in the clubs, and if you got the right people in the clubs, you could charge guys $500 to buy a bottle of champagne that cost you 40. I moved from club to club to club, filling up the VIP section and flashing my Rolex to the club photographers. For almost 10 years after that, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day and was out drunk almost every night. I was into strip clubs, gambling, and just about every drug except heroin. 
On New Year's Eve, uh, we all went to Punta del Este. Uh, it's a kind of party town in Uruguay. We rented this incredible house with cooks, waiters, and magnums of expensive champagne. Although it looked glamorous on the outside, there was a long decline in happiness. And I remember just feeling so unhealthy about it all. The next day, the party was still going, but I wanted the music to stop. I realized I was spiritually bankrupt, I was emotionally bankrupt, I was certainly morally bankrupt. I tried to find my way back to a very lost faith. I wanted things to be different. I left nightlife, sold almost everything I owned, and decided to take one year off to try serving others instead of myself. I'm applying, I'm filling out these long applications for these very credible humanitarian organizations that have long histories. I put in the applications, and then I wait. And I guess I should not have been surprised, but I am denied by all of these organizations. They won't even let me volunteer because of my past. So they're like, what do you do again? <laughs> We're serious people. <laughs> Thankfully, one organization says, if you pay us $500 a month, you can volunteer with us. So I said, here are my credit card details. Where are you guys going? They were an amazing team of doctors and surgeons who traveled the world on a hospital ship. They specialized in removing facial tumors, and they were going to Liberia, one of the poorest countries in the world, and a country I'd never even heard of. I say, I'm gonna sign up and be your volunteer photojournalist. I'd always taken pretty good pictures and photos and love telling stories. Everything in my life changed. I decided in one fell swoop to kind of never smoke again, to never touch drugs again, you know, to never gamble again, to, you know, to swear off pornography and strip clubs and just, I needed to walk so far in the other direction. And I walked up this gangway and this became my new home. Nothing could have prepared me for what I was about to see. Hi, my name is Scott. I think we may be able to help you. Um, I met a man named Harris. He was suffocating to death with a benign tumor. I got to see Harris's transformation because of an amazing surgeon named Dr. Gary Parker. So we, we've got to get your blood nice and strong for an operation, huh? Dr. Gary had moved his entire family on the ship to volunteer for a short time. That was 29 years ago. He'd just never left. I'd never met anyone with that kind of dedication before. Very happy we can uh, schedule it. And he'll spend Christmas here. First, uh, first good Christmas in 13 years. <laughs> a couple weeks later, I got to take Harris back home to his village with an entirely new face, ready to start a new life. The uniform that's put on people when you have these terrible deformities is you're rubbish, you're worthless, you're spiritually cursed, you're... And when you can change the uniform, it's huge. And the person starts to imagine that they might not be rubbish after all. No one in our world is rubbish. There was one day when more than 5,000 sick people came to see our doctors. Some of them had walked for more than a month. But there were too many of them, and we just didn't have enough doctors. I remember holding my camera, crying. We had to turn thousands away. 
We were changing individual lives every day, but I wanted to do even more. I'm documenting these life-changing surgeries, but I started to spend more and more time out in the rural villages. And as I would travel around these villages, I would see the most shocking things. About 475 people living here. And this is what they're drinking. You can see there's bugs crawling around in it. I'm sort of putting this together, saying, look, thousands of people are turning up sick, and the most basic need for health isn't even met. It wasn't okay. Kids shouldn't be drinking from scummy swamps or ponds or rivers. He came here to fetch water yeah. and a crocodile fell into the river and a crocodile snatched him. Disappeared not, not even a body was not even found. There were so many diseases caused by bad water. Cholera, dysentery, trachoma, bilharzia, things I'd never even heard of. On top of that, I found out people weren't just drinking this filthy water, they were breaking their backs to get it. Women and girls are usually the ones responsible, often walking for hours every day. As a result, many girls never make it through school. They trade in their education and dreams to carry 40-pound jerry cans so their families can have water. Dirty water is responsible for more death in the world than all forms of violence, including war. Even if it were a million people, this would be a crisis. But it's not one million. It's 663 million people that live on our planet right now without access to clean water. That's twice the population of the United States. Nearly one in 10 people worldwide. Behind those statistics were real lives people who were dying because they couldn't get clean water. And many of them were children. I began to become really interested in the, the water issue and, and who was doing something about this. How come more people weren't talking about water? I came back to New York City ready to go. So I started with a party. It's the only thing I knew how to do. I was a nightclub promoter. So I got someone to donate a club. I threw my 31st birthday party. I got 700 people to come out. I lured them with open bar. And I charged them 20 bucks at the door. And this time, instead of pocketing the $15,000, we took it immediately to a refugee camp in northern Uganda. We built three wells, we fixed three wells, and then we sent the photos and the GPS and the story back to those 700 people. This was a big deal. People could not believe that a charity would bother to report to them on a $20 gift, and that something actually happened with the money that they could see, that they could connect with. 700 people proved that we could make a difference, even $20 at a time. This was the beginning of Charity Water. As I'm talking about setting up a charity, I realize that so many of my friends don't trust charities. In fact, I learned that 42% of people in America alone don't trust charities. From the beginning, I was determined to do things differently, and I had a few big ideas. First, we'd handle money differently. 
From day one, Charity Water made a bold promise that 100% of all donations would go directly to clean water. I opened up a separate bank account for overhead, and we never touched the water money to pay for things like staff salaries, office rent, or travel expenses. We started looking for generous people with the resources to cover those overhead costs. Second, we proved each water project we funded. We put photos and GPS coordinates on Google Maps and even attached GPS trackers to drilling rigs so people could follow them. Later, we created and installed thousands of remote water sensors so we'd know that the projects continued to work over time and even how much clean water was flowing. Third, we believe for the work to be sustainable, it had to be led by locals. Water and sanitation program creates an enabling environment so that all aspects of development can take off. In the beginning, usually a handful of people were in the office every single day. And it was funny back then because we were trying to look so professional and put together when if you just walked in the office and saw how we did what we did, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, and we were just making everything up as we went. We built outdoor exhibitions, staged water walks, and designed ads that made people think differently about water. We got space on buses and taxis donated, spreading the word to everyone we could. We took over the windows of luxury retailers and created a TV commercial that ran for free to more than 20 million people. People started to take notice, and thousands began to donate. People all around the world started donating their birthdays to raise money for clean water. A seven-year-old named Max went door-to-door -door asking for $7 donations, and he raised $22,000. Maggie Moran gave up her 16th birthday. Nona Ween gave up her 89th. Gave up my 28th birthday for Charity Water. My 25th birthday. 39th birthday. 25th, 36th, 38th, 44th. And this movement of birthdays begins to spring up, and people said, look, I don't need any more stuff. That's exactly what Rachel Beckwith said. She heard me speak a few months before her ninth birthday and told her mom that instead of presents or a party, she wanted to raise $300 to help kids get clean water to drink instead. She was disappointed when she didn't reach her goal, but she raised $220 and her mom assured her it was good enough. She could try again next year. She never got that chance. A few weeks later, Rachel lost her life in a car accident. Well, just at nine years old, Rachel Beckwith already had a legacy. Hers was charity water. NBC's Lee Cowan explains how even now, Rachel Beckwith continues to make a difference. Hundreds of strangers started to give $9 in her honor. Then it became thousands. Within weeks, Rachel's fundraising campaign had raised over $1.2 million for clean water. The heart of this nine-year-old girl inspired 32,000 people to give. But it didn't stop there. 80,000 people pledged their birthdays like Rachel. Some people said, I can't wait until my birthday. I just need to fundraise now. I need to do something about this now. Guys shaved their beards. Complete strangers started climbing mountains to raise money for clean water, walking and biking across countries, sailing across oceans. I've been giving up Christmas gifts for five years. I've raised just above 32000 I did 12 lemonade stands for charity water. I raised $10,000 for clean water. Rachel reminded us that charity water wasn't just our story. 
and she's now been joined by over one million people, helping us fund over 20,000 water projects that will bring clean water to 6.3 million people. And I got to see just how much impact one life really can have when I took Rachel's family to Africa. We greatly love Rachel and continue to love her family. And I'm overwhelmed with how greatly you have honored her memory. Please receive my most deepest and heartfelt thanks. You've done us a great honor today, so thank you. Yeah. Rachel developed such a big heart from such a young age that she understood and felt the pain of others on the other side of the world. It's the most beautiful gift a person can give. Lives all around the world were being changed. The kids I saw sitting in the mud with the pigs, drinking swamp water, were now drinking clean water from wells. Cholera, parasites, leeches, those were all now things of the past. Clean water and toilets made a huge difference in schools and improved education for students. Moms were now dancing around drilling rigs. As a In the beginning, there was water. Always changing and bringing new life wherever it goes. It did for me and for so many others in very real ways. Even though I didn't grow up to be a doctor, I'm thankful that my childhood gave me awareness of the importance of health, of life. Dr. Gary is still on that ship helping people every single day. My mom is still here too, fighting for her health. My son knows and loves her well. So will my daughter. Now I know the world will change by the time my children reach my age, but I believe there are only a few times in each of our lives that we get to witness a truly historic global moment. and giving clean water to the entire planet will be one of those moments. I invite you to be a part of this. We've been able to help more than six million people get clean water, but we wanna do so much more. We wanna go faster and help more people. So we're introducing a new way to do just that. It's called the spring. This year, Charity Water turns 10, and we're looking for 10,000 of you to join us and make this your story too. We're building a community of givers so generous and constant, the world has never seen anything like it before. People who are willing to give not just once, but who will stick with us month in and month out, faithfully fighting for change.
We subscribe to things every month. Cable internet, magazines, movies, and music. We're loyal to these things because they benefit our lives. But the spring benefits other people's lives. It costs only $30 to give one person clean water. Some of you can give that every month. Some of you can give more, some of you less. But whatever you can give, 100% goes directly to clean water and we'll keep showing you where your money goes and the lives that you're changing. We're looking for 10,000 members to join us right now. And when we get there, we'll grow to 100,000 and then a million until the day we can finally say that no one on earth will die from dirty water. So we realize people will tell us this can't be done, but we think, man, if there's ever a time in the world when this is possible, it's certainly today. When people are really looking to give, they're looking to make an impact. We know how to end the water crisis in our lifetime, and with your help, we will. Join the spring today. Right? <sighs> so, yeah. Every morning I take a hot shower. I'm guessing that you, you know, enjoy your hot showers too. And I was thinking, what if that shower was cold? What if it wasn't a cold shower in my house? What if it was a spigot outside? What if there was no spigot outside? What if it was a swampy pond. And what if it wasn't just a swampy pond, but it was a swampy pond three miles away, and my daughters and I had to go fetch the water every day for our family. So um, I'm sure that you're feeling like I am, like it's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable that 663 million people are living without water. And it's awesome that Scott Harrison and his charity water organization have cut that down by 6.3 million people in the very short time that they've been doing this. And so I'm sitting in this room in Dallas two months ago with all of these amazing entrepreneurs around me who have online platforms, who share impassioned, soulful messages with their tribes like I do with you. And I was thinking, we could change this. Like us, this group of entrepreneurs right here. We could change this. Like Scott has gotten, you know, his, his goal is to get 10,000 spring members. He hasn't gotten them yet. And I'm like, if we all rallied our tribes, like we could get those 10,000 members, hello. And then from there, and then from there, and then from there, like if everybody online who had a platform, who had, you know, whatever, some group of people that listened to them for whatever reason, because they built some trust, some loyalty, you know, some soul connection, if everybody with a platform would take that platform as a venue for, as a, as, a, as a vehicle for solving this problem, we could eradicate, eradicate the problem of water worldwide within our lifetimes, like easily. So I raised my hand in this group of people and I, I brought that up. I said, we could do that right here, we could decide. And so what we decided to do was to do a little pilot. And right here at the end of 2017 is our pilot. We're just 
creepy seeing, and you might be on other email lists, you might have gotten information about chari charity water from Hay House or from Ocean Robbins and the Food Revolution Network, or, you know, th that's because, you know, Scott Harrison was there visiting us and I raised my hand and we decided to make it happen. So here's my goal for us, 1,000 people, 1,000 of us in Brightline Eating joining the spring by the end of this year, by December 31st, 2017, 1,000 people. Now I wanna put that in context. A month ago, I know I already came to you, I came to you for help with Lyndon and her, um, her need for alter an, an alternative limb, for fingers, for her left hand. Oh, I'm using the wrong hand, her left hand. And here's what happened after I made that entreaty for Lyndon. Within two and a half days, we raised the $50,000 that she needed within two and a half days. I asked for 500 people to step up and 668 people stepped up within two and a half days and raised the $50,000 that fast. So I'm coming to you again. Now, there were like two or three people in the comments beneath the vlog that said, hey, this isn't the right platform for that. You're abusing your <laughs> whatever. And other people were like, no, she's not. This is fine. <laughs> so there was like this little controversy. And I guess what I want to say is like, this is my platform. I built it, you know? And if you don't want to be a part, if you don't want to watch, then don't watch. But I, for one, think that we should, that people with a voice should stand up and say, it's not okay, not okay for people to drink out of swamps anywhere on this earth. And we can change that. So I want 1,000 people to sign up for the spring. And what that means is a monthly donation. And it can be as small as you want. I don't care. If you can do 30 bucks, the way I'd like you to think of that is a restaurant meal that you didn't need in the first place, that you're not eating because you do Brightline Eating, and put the money for that restaurant meal once a month toward your donation to the spring. But if you can't do 30 bucks a month, that's cool. Do 10, that's fine. If you can do three bucks a month, that still is one person every year, year in and year out till the day you die, one person a year who will drink clean water for the rest of their lives because of you. So just think at the end of next year when you're thinking of your New Year's resolutions and the year after that, how you'll be able to look back and you'll go, whoa, if you do $30 a month, that's a person every month who gets to drink clean water for the rest of their lives because of you. So I want to assure you that David and I are members of the spring, that I have invited everybody on my team to become members of the spring, <sighs> that I will let you know how it goes. I will give you a report. Um, and I also want to invite you, just like we did for Lyndon, because um, I'm, Lind I'm one of Lyndon's best friends. I watched that card that we did for her. I don't know if you remember a month ago, I asked people to click a second time, like click once to donate and then click a second time to sign her card. And she got hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people pouring out their love and their affection for her. And I wanna do the same thing for Scott. Cause I met this guy and he's on planes everywhere. He's got now that, that baby that you saw in, in his wife's belly, she's born. He's got a little boy and a little girl and he's on planes, burning himself to a nub, traveling around the world, giving this message. And I would love for us to sign a card for him and say, Scott, you rock. Because I want to tell you, like, I looked in this guy's eyes. We, we talked at length, Scott and I bonded. And um, I, I just, 
honestly, there's people out there with that much integrity. Ocean Robbins is one of them. Just people that, whew, my husband is another one. People whose integrity just floors me. But this man, Scott Harrison, has integrity like I rarely encounter. Just, this man is, um, he's consecrated his entire life to helping people drink clean water. And I think he could use a few words from our tribe about just how much we value what he's doing. I think it would mean a lot. So if you choose to become a member of the spring, I want to invite you also to sign a card for Scott, just giving him some encouragement, just to, you know, something that he can read on those airplanes when he's traveling to Liberia, traveling to Cambodia, traveling, you know, let's just tell him what we think of what he's doing. So that's my invitation to you. Let's do this. Let's get a thousand people a thousand people by December 31st. I have no doubt that we can do this. Give whatever you can. It doesn't matter. Click below, sign up, and we've got this. I'll see you next week.